Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Compton Podcast. We talk about your favorite movies, music, TV shows, and more. I'm Tori. I'm Marin. I'm Mia. And I'm Decoria. And we are big back at the back back like we've never been back before. Um, it's November. It's officially Christmas season, according to Mariah on Twitter the other day. Um, it's also it is it is Indigenous Heritage Month. So happy Heritage Month to all our Indigenous brothers and sisters. Hope you have a well spent happy month. Um Oh I feel like I was gonna say something else, but my mind um is leaving me. <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> uh but thank you once again always for listening to the podcast and leaving us feedback. Don't forget to participate in our K drama. Um try spell survey. Me and Nia will be recording that episode soon. I think I said it's the last week to participate, so go ahead and get in your little opinions. Be part of our next episode. We want to hear from you guys. Um but we are going to hop in to this weekend upload with a recap and review of Netflix original movie, The School for Good and Evil. The School for Good and Evil is a 2022 fantasy film based on a novel of the same name. I did not know that. It was written by Soman Tanani. I'm probably pronouncing your last name wrong, sir. I'm sorry about that. Um, He looks like a brown brother. I'm feeling like, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Very cool, very cool. Um, Graduated from Harvard and Columbia. Wow, sir, you were just... That's a lot. Okay. Um, the Paul was directed by Paul Feig. Probably said that wrong too. But the screenplay that he co-wrote with David Magee. The film stars an ensemble cast led by Sophia and Caruso as Sophia and Sophia Wiley as Agatha. Two best friends who are sent to the schools for good and evil after their fortunes are seemingly reversed. Their friendship is put to detest. Um... Marin brought this to the table. Marin, was there a reason you brought this to the table? I think I saw the trailer on TikTok, and that was it. I like a good fantasy. Um, maybe not this one, but um, <laughs> listen. <laughs> um, just to let the girlies know, this movie is a hundred and forty-seven minutes, my friend. That is two hours and thirty minutes. Two hours and thirty minutes. It did not have to be like this. <laughs> it did not have to be like this. And we, as we go through this review, we will tell you why it didn't have to be like this. Um, before we start a review, um, non-spoiler ratings thoughts. Um, very typical mm-hmm. of a storyline. Not terrible, but I have either read or seen this before. But okay. overall, I'll give it a five. <laughs> Okay, okay. Uh, Corey. Um, it was boring, honestly. I did not really enjoy this movie that much. It was very long as well. Uh, I just feel like I'm not the demographic for this movie, so that's probably why I was just like, okay, well, this this is a like a like a young teen, not even like a it's like a preteen movie that that kind of era. I just wasn't feeling it that much. I feel like in the cast. They had like a, an amazing cast, but it's just like this is what you used the cast for. You had oh, Lawrence Fishburne and Charlize Theron. 
in a Michelle Yo <laughs> like the, the cap. This this is what you use this for. Okay, yeah. So that's I, I'd give it like a four or a three. Mm, Nia, <sighs> this was long. <laughs> this was seventy hours long in my mind. Um, like. Why wasn't they? Why didn't they just make it a show? Like I don't understand the reason to make a two and a half because, hour long Netflix movie because, when it could just be a show. Um, because they would actually have to put depth into the show. They didn't want to do oof. that. They wanted to make money. Like I just and the CGI was kind of cracking me up. Not gonna lie, like the CGI had me kind of laughing. Like I was like, "Is this Spy Kids 3D? What? No shade, because we love Spy Kids in this household, but like." I was like, this CG is not 2022 CG. Uh, Netflix, what's going on? Um, when the crumbling, like they were fighting and then like the crumbling of the building, I laughed, like audibly laughed. Um, no, but like, it's not a bad movie. It's just either cut it in half or make it a show because it was too long, too much in between. Like, I think they tried to make the pacing quick, but it was just too long. Um, I don't yeah. know what I'll rate it. Come back to me towards the end. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, this is a basic bitch plot. <laughs> if there was any other basic bitch plot, this is the most basic bitch plot for fantasy that you could get on. I feel like what Nia just said when they were messing with the pacing that this is supposed to keep the attention of children. Um, because of I feel like this is the target audience is older. Y'all would have definitely made this into a TV series, which could have been great. I mean, look at the cast. But once again, this cast probably would not have agreed to a fantasy series under Netflix with no no promise of future endeavors. I'm guessing. I'm also I'm I'm interested to see what this book's age demographic was. I saw a video about the book um like yesterday and basically the girl is saying that she went to barnes and nobles to try to find the book and she searched through the ya section and she couldn't find the book so she went to the attendant and they're like oh it's in the children's section like they had it for like the Uh, nine-year-olds and stuff over there which is like oh that makes sense right so maybe the material of the actual book is like even like younger (laughs) like yeah i'm looking and it says the two children at the age of 12 oh older kidnapped and I'm guessing so. This is definitely a, like a children's book. Age. So this was definitely like, meant for like mark should be marketed towards elementary. Mm. Not even fifth graders, though. Like my second graders would probably love this. <laughs> uh, listen, we're not gonna talk about that. Um, it says the people, the kids get snatched that when they're twelve or older. But I'm assuming that the girls are probably in that twelve, thirteen range. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, um, I also kind of don't have a rating. I don't like, even I was watching this at 1.5 and it was still long as fuck. <laughs> it was just, it was not in, and that's not in a good way. So let's just begin. I am going to do once again, an Ebonics, uh, fied review of the show so if you were looking for minute by minute this is the wrong podcast <laughs> the wrong podcast so um yenna yenna there were two twins 
Rian, is that how you pronounce that? R H I A N. Uh, that's Rian? what I would assume. Yeah, Rian, <laughs> Rian, and Raphael, who founded the School for Good and Evil, um, they created to groom fairy tale heroes, the Evers and the villains, the Nevers. Um, and so we get this cool scene of the twins fighting and they like have this like little back and forth, like a little brotherly love. And we're like, okay, this is cool. Our black leads, I guess. I don't know. I didn't read anything about this movie. (laughs) I just started watching. (laughs) So I was like, ooh, black twins work. Um, and so they started talking and Raphael was like, let's fight for real. Let's use our magic. Let's go to the T. I'm like, Raphael, sir, that's your brother. And so Rian is like, I don't think we should do that. But Raphael is like, whatever. So they start fighting and we learn that Raphael is, um, has blood magic. Oopsie. And anybody who's been in fantasy since they were seven, like we have, um, blood magic is never good. Blood magic always comes at a cost. And so they're fighting, they're fighting. Um, Raphael was, Raphael. Raphael is obviously winning. He backs Rian into a corner, and Rian at the last um, minute trips his brother and throws him off a cliff. And that is how we start this goddamn story. And so this story also, the narrative technique for the story is interesting because the movie's happening, but we're also being narrated. By who? We don't fucking know at this point. <laughs> but there's narrations over everything. And so they're like, while this story is happening, on the other side of the world, another story is happening. And that's where we get to the village of Galvaldon, where we meet best friends Sophie and Agatha. Sophie is our cottage core wannabe. She doesn't have the money. She definitely thrifts. She makes all her clothes. Um, you know, blonde hair, little cute little girl. Um, living in a home with, I guess, her stepmother and her father and brothers. She's not happy with her place in life. And, you know, she wants to be doing bigger, better things. Can't blame her because Gavaldon sucks ass as we get to meet Aggie, who lives in a graveyard with her mother. Um, her mother makes potions. She has a cat. Um, but her mother's not really a witch because none of her potions ever work. But everybody in town calls Agatha a witch and they treat her as such. So we can see that these two are kind of the outcasts of this town. They met when Sophie's mother died and Agatha was one of the only people that comforted her. They've been friends forever. They promise to be friends forever. You know, Sophie's giving very cottage core. Aggie's giving very edgy, you know, dark academia. I'm like, okay, this is the making of a, you know, a great story. Two people with two different aesthetics. We love it. Rolls to the party looking like y'all are not going to the same event. That's how friends work. Um, so they are friends. And so they go to a bookstore. I think it's DeVille's bookstore. Um, well, after, well, they're in town. You know, two boys come up to them. Bullying happens. A dude pulls out a knife on Aggie, and it's like, "We don't want witches in this town. We burn witches." And Sophie comes out of nowhere, and with a tangled, inspired frying pan, bops him in the head with a good old cast iron. Hey, now won't he do it? Always have a cast iron pot, ladies and gentlemen. It's a great weapon. It will not break. Um, but you could murder somebody, so be careful. Use it wisely. Uh, so they go to the Deville bookstore. Um, and you know, they're reading all these books and fairy tales and Aggie's like, well, when are you going to start reading children's books? And Sophie's like, and read books about potions and spells. I don't think so. And so uh, our cynical misfit and our fairy tale obsessed Sophie learn about the school for good and evil. And they learn 
that there was a girl in their town who also got dragged off um, to be part of the school by some ugly, scary-looking ghost thing that just dragged her ass through the woods. Um, and so Sophie hears it, and she's like, oh, I have. That's, this is my ticket out, bitches. I'm about to bust out of this fucking bum-ass town and head over to that school. Right? She goes to the wishing tree. She, this is after she promised Aggie that she wouldn't leave. But she's, but you know, I gotta respect Sophie. You gotta do her choices. Like, I love you, bestie, but I gotta do what's best for me. So she goes to the witching tree. She makes a wish about wanting to be in the school. She tries to leave at night. Aggie stops her. She's like, You promised me you were to leave. She's like, Um, I know, but I got to get out of here. And then some spooky shit occurs. And that ghost thingy with the red eyes comes out of nowhere, grabs Sophie by her ankles, and starts dragging her ass through the woods. Aggie, who was terrified for her friend, um, goes to grab her. They get dropped off in the middle of the woods and a stymph. So I didn't know what a stymph was. I was calling it a giant dead crow. But um, they're a group of vicarious ver- birds in Greek mythology. And I guess they're like swamp birds or death birds or whatever like that. So this stymph, this giant ass stymph out of nowhere comes and snatches Sophie and um aggie up and takes them off into the night now can i just say the way that they recruit kids for this school ass what do you mean you're going to drag me through the fucking forest leave me on the (laughs) floor and then have a giant crow come pick me up even though we disown jk rowling harry potter's still number one for recruiting kids we love haggard haggard coming to get you great that's love that's light you mean to tell me I'm going to get dragged in the middle of the- that alone would have made me so pissed off. And then they like drop all the evil kids in the water <laughs> and they drop <laughs> all the good kids in a patch of flowers. So we get to see that um, Aggie, our cynical academia girl, gets dropped off to the school of good. And Sophie our fairy tale over gets dropped off into the school of bad. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is where problems begin to arise. They both feel like they've been put in the wrong school. Um, um, wrong school. Sophie is, you know, egregiously, you know, terrified and being like, um, I am not a bad person. I am not an evil. And they're like, well, there's no mistakes at the school of good and evil. So yeah, babe, you're going to have to tough it out. Aggie also is just like, I, I don't do cottage core princessnessnessness. We don't do thisness. Why am I here? And in walks Professor Dovey, who is Carrie fucking Washington. And I sat there like, sis, what are you doing? <laughs> I was no. like, Carrie Washington? <laughs> Ain't no way. Ain't what? no way. I said, my good sis, are you lost? But you know, whatever. She's Professor Dovey. She's the dean of the School of Good. And she's here to, you know, you know, get Agatha to, you know, in her armor, which is like a frilly dress. And so, um, we get to meet Professor Dovey and we get to meet Lady Lesso, who is the dean of the School of Evil, who tells Sophie that she is in the right place. And, you know, we have to get to our villainy things. And so then we have like a school pep rally. It's like a welcoming rally, and on one side are the Nevers, and on the other side are the Evers, and, you know, Aggie and Sophie are looking at each other like, what the fuck is going on? Why are we here? 
blah, 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 blah. Aggie says something about, are there only boys at... I mean, are there only girls at the school for good? And then all the princes come in, and that's when we meet Tedros. What a name. He's the son of King Arthur. Um, and the boys are putting on a little show because they won something. Um, and of course, Sophie's like, who is that? She's talking to... Can I interrupt oh. you super quick? Because yeah. I have to say this. I saw Tedris once and I said they they wanted my man in the season, <laughs> he, he wasn't available. I said they wanted my man ASAP, but he said I'm busy because this man is giving knockoff Noah. And I was like, okay, why do you I guys like him? Oh, he's giving my man. If you guys don't know, her man is Noah Santiago. The Noah Centineo. Yes. <laughs> Centineo. The Noah Centineo. So they, I was like, okay, his vibes, his energy, the way he literally looks, haircut. I was like, oh, they wanted my man. Ah, but they couldn't get him. See, that's what happens when you're booked and busy and talented. <laughs> Continue. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> Anywho, uh, Sophie sees Tedros and she's like, that one? I want that one. Um, and of course, Tedros like accidentally throws his rose onto Aggie's lap, and they have like this kind of thing where Aggie's like, "Yeah, you dropped this," and you know he's amused because she's not like every other princess. And so, um, we have this pop rally, uh, 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 and then the deans are talking about you know the school of good and the school of evil and then you're following your parents footsteps and this is all fate and destiny you guys are you know somebody give me your nemesis you can't um um you, neither oh your story will not end until um you kill the other person and only one person gets to get a story and da, 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 da. and so then ryan shows up ryan shows up who is the brother that survived and he is now you know like the head principal um, the head of the school, he gives out this grand speech about how there are no mistakes at the school for good and evil, and you're doing what's best for you, and blah, 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 blah. So, um, everybody is dismissed. They go back to their rooms. Aggie, obviously, her roommates do not like her. What the fuck ever. They lock her in her room, and she's like, I have got to get to Sophie. So she decides she's going to go out on the ledge of this tall-ass castle and get to her bestie. On the other side, we are also seeing Sophie not getting along with her roommates. She... Um, unintentionally dissed one of the girl's mothers by calling her an old hag or whatever. Um, so Aggie, Aggie um, goes out on this ledge. She passes this Cupid and she's like, oh, it's Cupid. Um, the Cupid comes to life and the procedure shoots arrows at her. And once again, magic schools are never not trying to kill their students. What the fuck is up with that? I swear to God, <laughs> every magic school to ever exist in pop culture there is something in that school trying to kill the children here. Why haven't we changed locations? Why don't the adults have this shit under wraps? Why is this Cupid trying to shoot her off this roof? I was like, so, like, do the parents not, do the parents just acknowledge the fact that they may never see their children again? Like, what is, like, they might Girl. die at this school? Like, what? Girl, <laughs> especially when we get into this next part. Now, look, so Aggie. Aggie's running away from this Cupid. She jumps, just jumps into a window, unscathed. I was like, girl, with what confidence did you just like break all that glass? But she jumps into this window and she overhears Lesso and Debbie talking about how something's wrong and that Aggie and Sophie have seemed to be switched up. And Lesso is like, you know, 
uh, you know, Leso says there's something wrong, and Dummy's like, yeah, there's something wrong, but if we tell Ryan that, you know, he's just gonna blame one of us, and you know, we don't want that to happen, and so, after they leave, a tower of, like, blood magic appears, and it's Raphael, and Raphael is like, stay away from Sophie, she has a destiny to fill, and so now, Aggie is more than ever like, we have got to get the hell out of Dodge. Because <laughs> whoever the <laughs> fuck that is is trying to take my bestie away, we cannot have that. You know? So, um, they, so while Aggie is sneaking around the school, she sees Ryan get up into his tower. Um, and her and Sophie meet up and they go to the tower and she's like, listen, we've got to go. We learn that the brothers have been trust with the Storian book, which who is the one narrating this entire story and saying that the only way that Sophie can go home is that she must earn true love's first kiss, which will give her her wish or her power to go home, her her heart's desire, right? So next day we're in classes. There's an uglification class. There's a beautification class. And the teacher for the beautification class, Professor Anemone is Michelle Yo. I said, what? How much money? How much money? <laughs> How much money are y'all being paid to show up in this Michelle? Yo, she just finished <laughs> an amazing film. Like, um, what is that film called? The one that she everywhere, every, everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. Um, this is the most booked and busiest auntie of the year. How the fuck did y'all get her in this film? <laughs> I thought Carrie Washington was going to be my peak, right? <laughs> like, Lawrence Fishburne, I was like, okay, okay. Maybe he was just like, it's fun. Carrie Washington, I was like, sis, what are we doing? Michelle, yo! <laughs> y'all are... Yeah, Netflix spent a lot of money on this movie. You can just tell. <laughs> you can tell. So they're in class and Aggie learns that any student who fails the test three times will be turned into an enchanted creature. And I said, what about just sitting in ass's home? What happened to detention? What happened to ISS? Turn them into an enchanted creature? Are you kidding me? Um, anyway, the girls are continuing to do in classes, obviously not fitting in. Um, Aggie and Gregory meet Gregor. It's this cute little redhead kid who also does not fit in the school. He's like, yeah, I don't belong here. I don't want to be a prince. You know, my dad's king or whatever. But, you know, this shit is whack. And he's already filled one of his tasks. Um, Sophie and Aggie talk again. And then <laughs> Sophie out of nowhere just kisses some random kid that's walking by to show... Uh, to show Aggie that a kiss is a kiss, but Trudeau's kiss has to be earned. So they're trying to figure out. Um, basically, Sophie gives Aggie a note to give to Tedros. Tedros and Aggie have another moment because Aggie's not like other girls. As I tuck my hair over my ear for emphasis, um, but they have a little moment or whatever. And of course, one of the snotty ass princesses who already has dibs on Tedros doesn't like Aggie but the kids go into the blue forest um the good kids the Evers go into the blue forest for survival class they learn about reapers they learn about you know dangerous ass flowers and you know of course um if you can't survive the woods you can't survive your fairy tale story they also learn that the best evil 
can decide itself as good. And so Gregor has already failed two classes. Gregor hates being in these fucking woods with all the scary shit. So he runs away. Aggie runs after him to try to stop him. And he is swept away in a cloud of thunder and screaming. And Aggie is traumatized. So Prince Charming just lost his son? And we yeah, not basically. we're not gonna yeah. like what yeah. what do you mean? We're just he's gone. He's gone, man. We have no answers. The boy is <laughs> disappeared. I saw that, I said and for me at first I was like, okay, maybe this is a thing where like they tell the kids to scare them that they're gonna turn them into enchanted creatures, but maybe they just send their asses home. No. no. <laughs> we'll we'll learn dead. why that's <laughs> we'll learn you thought he was dead? Oh no, I like not dead, but like human form gone. Oh, Gone. Disappeared. Disappeared. Um, so we're back at the Nevers and they're trying to find their talents. And you know, one kid can turn a desk into chocolate. I'm like, that's cute. Another kid, what was it? Captain Hook's son was working on a wolf spell, but he can only grow one chest hair. And then you had um what's her name? Hermit? Hermit? Whatever her name is. The old hag's daughter who, you know, was constantly, you know, was tit-tatting with Sophie. And she's like, well, I'll show you my talent. And the tattoo she has of um, a skeleton, like, dragon thing comes alive and starts to fight Sophie. And, of course, Lesso, who was the dean of evil, was just like, oh, my God, what fun. And they're like, oh, my God, they're going to kill her. <laughs> and Lesso was like, use your talent. And so Sophie, and so Hook is like, well, you said you can call animal friends, so call your friends. So Sophie goes to the window, she goes, help me. And then a swarm of fucking bees comes in and takes out this this girl's tattoo or whatever. And Lesso is like, you're not allowed to kill somebody until after graduation, so call them off. And so they stop, and then the bees form into Raphael. He says, you're doing very good, Sophie. And Professor Lesso is shook if to her core as she says, Raphael, Raphael, is that you, my love? I will bring Sophie to you. So um, Lesso tells Sophie, don't tell anybody about Raphael. Um, if you see him again, you must tell me, you know, you're here for a reason. You were in the school of evil for a reason. So, um... We're back at the Evers. They're at a um, it's a lakeside getting a lesson from Professor Dovey about wishes and the good and how good people, how um, the Evers can never attack. They can only defend. And if the Evers do attack, then they're no longer good. They're evil. And, you know, you know, just a very black and white definition of good and evil that Aggie, of course, has had a problem with since she's got here. So... The each kid gets to go to this this pond of wishing fishes that will show you your true heart's desires. Of course, most of the girls go there, and it's like um, princes that they love. Aggie goes there. She says, "I wish for home for all of us." And the fish turn into a girl who says, "I've been here for a hundred years after being expelled and giving everybody else wishes. You're the first person." has wished me home aggie is freaking out she's yelling at dovey and then all of a sudden a stimp comes out of nowhere the big ass crow it comes out of nowhere everybody is terrified but immediately aggie is like gregor is that you she's like gregor i don't know how to do this but if i can help you i'll try and just she tries to save him tedros 
dumb save a hoe ass <laughs> comes on with Excalibur, Excalibur, and kills Gregor. Of course, Aggie freaks the fuck out. She's yelling, she's screaming. Dovey sends all the kids away. As she's yelling at Dovey, she's like, is this is this your definition of good turning kids into fucking enchanted animals? And I'm like, yes, Aggie, I need questions too, because what the actual fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> and so Dovey is like, more than ever, I know you're in the right place because magic follows emotion and your biggest emotion is empathy. So we are back into the lunchroom where the Nevers and Evers have lunch together. Um, Sophie was talking to Tedros. She gets dragged to the doom room where they're like, you're not supposed to talk to Evers. Da 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 this. And while she's there, Raphael once again starts to manipulate her and convince her that she can't just be past little Sophie anymore. She has to take what's hers. So the kids are called for another meeting where they're being given access to their magic. Um, it starts with their finger glow. And so each of the deans has this little magic key that they prick the kids with and opens up their fingers. Sophie makes an interest as she can and fully embrace her evil aesthetic as she basically comes. Please, we re- cannot go past <laughs> this entrance. <laughs> we cackling. I said, what, what is she supposed to do? Is she supposed to be giving? Is she supposed to, am I, <laughs> am I supposed to feel something? Because I'm not. I'm not. Oh my God, it was so funny. Did the outfits get progressively better? Yes. But the haircut, yes. I was like, why is short hair immediately evil? She could have kept long <laughs> hair. I was confused about that. Um, oh. But she's got an eye for fashion, you know? She she, does. She, she she was trying to work it. She can't. She had to be like, what, 13? She hasn't grown <laughs> to her body yet. She doesn't know what she's doing. <laughs> oh my God. But, you know, she cuts in line. She makes, you know, eye contact with Tedros or whatever. Um, uh, She's fully embraced her evil aesthetic and basically becomes the Regina George of the Nevers. Um, Aggie confronts Sophia at lunch. She's like, we have to, you have to get back on track. You have to, you know, I want to go fucking home. There is an evil nigga after you, Sophie. I need you to, 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 to. Bring it back to what we were trying to do, girly. And so Aggie basically helps Sophie show Tedros that Sophie is good because for some fucking reason, Evers can't shoot bow and arrows because to shoot a bow and arrow, it takes heart. And I was sitting here with my head cocked to the side like a confused puppy. Because what does shooting a bow and arrow into a target, a weapon that is primarily used to kill other things, have to do with being good at heart? <laughs> Don't think too hard. Your <laughs> brain hurt. You know what? You're right. Um, but yes. So, uh, Aggie helps Sophie. Tetris is convinced she's good. So they're hanging out. I guess they're dating now. Like the pacing of that was so weird. I was like, is Tetro that easily won over? God damn. <laughs> but because Tetros and Sophie are hanging out and Tetros adds Sophie to the Everball, it caused the spot. So they get dragged into front of all of the all of the deans and the, the teachers or whatever. And they're like, good and evil do not belong together. They're enemies. Blah, 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 blah. 
And so Ryan, the head, the dean of um, the head of schools, is basically like, we'll have a trial by tale if y'all really do love each other. It's where you both will be sent to the blue forest at opposite sides and you must find each other. So they go out here into the blue forest at night. Shit is scary. Plants start eating at Sophie. She gets confronted by a reaper. Aggie refuses to let her best friend be in danger. So, of course, she cheats to go help her. Um, she turns into a dove. She starts to use her magic more. She turns into a dove. She helps Aggie. She's like, go. Go to Tedros. Get that first kiss, girl. Because, bitch, I'm tired. We gotta go. We gotta go. And so, as Tedros is fighting off this reaper, Aggie is telling Sophie, grab Excalibur, give it to him, help him. Grab Excalibur, give it to him, help him. Sophie, you gotta do something. Sophie is obviously um, fight, flight, or fright. Um, she froze. <laughs> She's like... Uh, she froze, she couldn't do anything, so Aggie steps up, she takes Excalibur, she hands it to Tedros, um, and the Reaper dies. And so, after this, Tedros is like, you're not good, why didn't you help me? She's like, and, and Sophie says, well, a prince is supposed to save a princess, it's not the other way around. I said, homegirl, y'all were for the die! <laughs> y'all were for the die! Why are we still stuck on the fairy tale of it all? So Tedros is headed up to here, so he gives up, he drops the red cloth, and Sophie immediately goes to Aggie. He's like, this is all your fault. You stole my prince. You stole my school. Everything's because of you. Aggie comes back and W is like, where the hell have you been? I was looking all over for you. She was like, I'm trying to actually save my friend, unlike you other motherfucking adults that aren't doing anything with shit's actually dangerous. And W's like, Sophie's not dangerous. She's a you know, character. She's like, I'm not talking about Sophie. I'm talking about Raphael. And Dovey's like, Raphael? What do you mean, Raphael? And so, finally, Dovey and Aggie go to confront Lasso. Aggie sends a letter to Sophie um, about, you know, I'm sorry about what happened, but you're my sister, and I love you, and I'm always on your side. And Raphael, once again, shows up in the mirror, whispering in Sophie's ears, showing um, out-of-context clips of um, Aggie when she was talking to Dovey, because Dovey asked... Aggie, do you really believe she's good? And Sophie, I mean, no, Aggie, oh, Dovey asks Aggie, um, do you really believe that Sophie's good? And she says, no, I don't believe anybody's either good or evil. We're people, we're complex. Um, but of course, he cuts that out of context. He shows it to Sophie and she's like, and he's like, I promise to make you queen of this whole fucking school. So the professors confront Leso and Leso was just like, um, you know, Leso's like, listen, if Raphael chose her, I'm going to give her to Raphael. Um, but Ryan comes in. And, well, Dovey says, if Raphael's back, he's going to take out this whole building and everybody in it. He's not doing this just to come back alive. And he's going to try to kill his brother. And so Ryan comes in and he's like, um, Sophie's missing. Go look for her. So, um, Leso and Dovey find Sophie in the book room. She's reading a book. She has blood magic now. And we learn that Leso is the girl that was taken from their town who fell in love with Raphael, but she was never evil enough for him. And Aggie's at the Everball looking for Sophie when Tedros confesses. He's like, you're my true love. And I was like, nigga, y'all have known each other for like two weeks. (laughs) I don't know how we got here, but I guess. And Aggie's looking at him like, true love, babe. Listen, my best friend's in danger. I don't have time for this. 
as Sophie makes an interest, she has become ugly, uh, evil and ugly as, you know, she's doing the blood magic for Raphael or whatever. Um, she's giving evil queen with the veil, whatever, but she declares Sophie as her nemesis and then leaves. She goes back to the school of evil. Um, the Evers go look for their teachers and they find out they've all been turned into statues by Sophie. And so Tedros, once again, it's brought over brains for that man. He's not thinking straight. Um, but he's also been indoctrinated into this world, so I don't know how much I can blame him. But he's like, we've got to kill her before she kills us. And Aggie immediately is like, Evers can't attack. You can only defend. You can't do that. And so Aggie, realizing that something is amiss, turns into a dove. She gets ahead of the mob, confronts Sophie, um, and basically her trick works. Tedros and the other Evers end up attacking the Nevers first. And now the Nevers are no longer bad. They're good. So all of a sudden, our gothic aesthetic is gone. Everybody's wearing earth tone colors now all the evers are turning ugly and wearing black again um yes and so sophie goes to find goes to the story oh she said oh she's not done yet right she took out all of the evers she took out she thought she took out aggie and she's like the last person i'm gonna take out is that stupid book or ryan or whatever so she goes to the tower to find the head of schools only to find out wait for it dun 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 Ryan it's actually Raphael Raphael did not die in that fight Raphael killed his brother Ryan and has pretending to be him this whole time children we were bamboozled <laughs> fooled <laughs> hoodwinked <laughs> Led astray. <laughs> All of that. You know what the Stephen A. Smith mean? <laughs> like, we have been bamboozled, led astray, hoodwinked, and flat out deceived. <laughs> He's like the most dramatic person ever. <laughs> oh, he said to run amok as well. He said, we're going to run amok. Not run amok. <laughs> <sighs> but yes, children, Ryan is is Raphael. They got and me with Raphael. that one. I'm they did. did. I was not. Him? I was not suspicious at all. No. I was like, <laughs> Raphael is really trying to come back from the dead from the other side. That man has been alive the whole time. Whoop. <laughs> and I. Whoop. Um. Right. And so he tells. He calls, starts calling Sophie my love, and I was like. <laughs> two is four and you've been alone for so long and she is 12 <laughs> let's start putting the math together <laughs> but you know what I feel like this is not that it's acceptable but in the fantasy world it's everybody typical. just it's typical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's very weird it's very weird um Especially when they be like, "This is my vampire mother who's fourteen looking, but she's only she's four hundred years old." Like, chill, <laughs> chill. Um, but yes, Ryan is Raphael, and Raphael has basically earned true love's kiss by being Sophie's only thing of support. And you fall in love with a nigga, 
Stupid hell how you figure. That man was <laughs> using you. Like most of them do in these fantasy shows. He gets her true love's kiss and his heart's desire is to what? To burn this shit to the ground. This storyline is as the, the more we go is resembling the first Frozen movie. Like, truly. <laughs> oh, he wants to burn everything brown and start anew. And Sophie's like, I don't want to do that. Kill people. Now listen, she said rule them. Be the upper hand. Absolutely. <laughs> Kill people. I don't think so. So immediately Sophie's like, this is not what I wanted. Um, Aggie shows up. And Aggie and Sophie hug. Sophie's like, I'm so sorry. She's like, it's fine. You were being manipulated, girl. I get it. You're still my sister or whatever. Um, and, you know, Rafa, and, you know, Aggie says, you cannot have her, not as long as I'm alive. So Raphael takes the story and pen and throws it at Aggie, and Sophie steps in front of it, which means Sophie is not bad. She's a good person. She's willing to sacrifice her life for her bestie. So immediately his stupid curse is reversed. And he's looking out the window like, no, not after all of this. It's bros before hoes every day. I don't know what you thought was going to happen. <laughs> um. So yes, uh, we're watching the school go from falling down to being built back up. And quietly, Tedros comes back into the building to help Aggie and Sophie. He tries to kill Raphael with Excalibur. And Raphael, did you really think it was going to be easy to kill me? Black, black, black. If it was your daddy, then maybe black, black, black. And so as Raphael, like most evil people, Raphael talks way too fucking much. Um, and and um, as he's talking, Sophie and Aggie are able to get Excalibur and Aggie takes that ass out with one clean ass swipe. Um, and, you know, Sophie's still injured and she kind of dies and comes back to life. And with True Love's kiss, Aggie's able to open a portal to go home. And Sophie tells Aggie, if you want to stay with Tedros, you can. I'll take care of your mom. She's like, thank you. Aggie goes to kiss Tedros, be like, babe, I'm sorry. But once again, bros before hoes. Peace. Leaves his ass on the doorstep. And they head back home to what the fuck was the name of this town? Gavelton? Yes, I think so. Gavelton. Yes. Gavelton. Um, they head back to Gavelton. And it's back to, you know, our daily routine of being bullied, being called a witch, but at least they're together with their family and they still have magic. But just as the movie's about to end, um, a portal opens up. And the arrow comes through it. Well, the, the historian is narrating all of this. And Tedros says, I can't live without you, Aggie. And then a knife goes through that arrow. And that is the end of the school. How oh, good and evil. Thoughts? <laughs> God, it was long. My God. Was <laughs> it long? Why was it two and a half hours long? Um... How do I say this? The movie was long and I still had questions. Oh, <laughs> so many. Like, so many. There were things that were explained. Like, in the beginning, I was like, what year was this ma- movie made? 2010? What are you talking about? These women, <laughs> like, the, the beautification school and the smile part, which, like, you you want to be a girly girl and you want to, I'm fine. I support that. That's cool. But it's 
not like the fact that she was being tested on that and then to find out at the end that Rafal basically twisted things so that way the good became more vain i was like okay it's adding that was making a little bit more sense but right because the beautification teacher wasn't always the beautification teacher she was actually the professor for the history of magic i'm glad because the school changed for 200 years since the past 200 years they switched it to beautification Yes, so that made more sense to me because I was like, who thought this was a good idea to put this in this? Or why was this? If this is from the mm-hmm. book, I was like, uh, I don't the know. The book was written by a man, so that is <laughs> The that. script is really? also written by two men. The script is also yeah. written by two men. What? This is created by men. The original is written by a man, too? That's, that's kind of more shocking than the movie being made by men. Okay, yeah. Because- the main screenwriter is David. The main director is Paul. That okay. That explains a lot. Um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, maybe if I was twelve, I would really enjoy it. You know, I'm sure when I was twelve, there was some questionable things I liked too. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just felt like, as I said before, the story was really long, and I feel like it's been done before. You know, mm-hmm. true love is friendship. Is that not frozen? Like, isn't that the whole <laughs> thing? Okay. <laughs> yeah thoughts Corey yeah like I said in the beginning this movie just really wasn't for me it was excessively long I found myself like very bored throughout it throughout the movie um like Marin said this is not like anything unique we've all seen this before we probably read this before we probably read it in fan fiction as well <laughs> it was like a lot it was very like stereotypical <laughs> like yeah I mean once again like the cast that they had i'm just genuinely surprised that they were able to get all these people in one movie but other than that i was the movie was just like i don't know it's just, it's like a four <laughs> it's like a solid four yeah yeah nia thoughts i feel like if i was 13 i would like this movie and if i had not like if certain movies like frozen like all of the movies didn't exist. I feel like if this would have come out in 2004, it would be better. Um, the CGI looks at, like it fits right in 2004. <laughs> I'm sorry, not to drag, but like the CGI had me cracking. When the, when the building came back together, I was like, y'all's budget was gone by now. Um, like, okay, I feel like the movie would have fit good in 2004. I feel like it's also giving direct to DVD. Um, Like, it's not bad. Like, I feel like there's kids that are going to grow up on this and say, y'all remember this movie? It was lit. It was amazing. Um, Nostalgic post on whatever social media platform they're using at the time. But like, um, at my big age, nah. Um, Yeah, I feel like it's not bad. Cast was great. Um, Yeah. I mean, rating... Like yeah, five. <laughs> like, like it's average. Like, will I watch this again? No. If you're twelve, watch it. If you're twelve, why are you listening to our podcast? I cuss too much for that. <laughs> um, listen, I was on Tumblr at twelve. Well, not no, that's a lie. Tumblr did not exist when I was twelve. I was on, was it my MySpace or like early YouTube? Ebo. Children are every. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Children. I bet there's a 12 year old listening to us. Don't tell me you're 12 if you listen. Don't tell me. I don't need to know that you're 12, okay? You can just listen quietly. K 
Okay. <laughs> when you're 18, and we're if we're still around, then we'll we'll still be around. Um, then you could tell me that you listened when you were 12. Don't tell me before that. It would break my brain. Um, yeah, it's. I I mean, I'm gonna echo your thoughts. The movie was too long for no reason. <laughs> How are you gonna have a two-hour, thirty-minute movie, but the depth of the plot? It's about as <laughs> shallow as a kiddie pool. Like shallow as a kiddie pool. Deep as my water as a cup. Pool? Like, <laughs> not kiddie pool. That's, like, that's my new favorite saying. Like y'all really like. There were so many moments where I was like, "Oh, we could push this further." The black and white thing. The the you know the gray area. All this other stuff, and I'm like, y'all just like scratch the surface, and we're good. It really carry Washington, Lawrence oh Fishburg, and Michelle Yo in your cast. You scratched the surface and walked away. You're dumb. You are <laughs> stupid. <laughs> you are. What about, what about Mr. Tordes or whatever the hell his name is? Switching between three girls. In this two and a, two and a half this hours, I said, "Where is the character development? Not, like, what, the man, what? he's community <laughs> property. He belongs to the streets. <laughs> he belongs to like, the streets." I was like, "That's why I say God. a show was needed. We didn't need two and a half <laughs> hours. This was almost three hours, y'all. Three. I don't Avengers know. In game, right? Was like almost three hours." Which concerns me because if this is for children, no child is going to sit down for three hours and watch a movie. Absolutely no child is going to do that. Mm-mm. So why didn't y'all cut your losses and just make it a series? Once again, you'd actually have to put thought into things and not just have dialogue. Saying profound stuff, you actually have to show it and mean it. Like, <laughs> you actually have to show it and mean it. And like Raphael, like okay, this being written by men. Look, I know some we 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 bag on men, the male species a lot. Um, that's inevitable with four women in the room. But <laughs> like sometimes the themes in male-dominated projects track. And Raphael calling Sophie his true love and kissing her, I was like. Well, let me check how old this actor is. Do I even want to go He's down 28. This road? Okay. I checked. Mm-hmm. Sophie's 21. Um. <laughs> okay. They, was, they said we're going to we're just going to skim right up the <laughs> The other the other actress um Agatha's real name is Sophie actually yes. and she's 18. Oh wow. Yeah, Sophie's actual name is Sophia. Agatha's real name is Sophia. Mm-hmm. Really? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh and so, what's his name? Mr. Tor Torrent, whatever his name is. He's Tedros. 22. Tedros, he's yeah. He's yeah. Oh, she's 18. He's 22. <laughs> I hate Hollywood. Anyway, um, it's a solid three. I would definitely turn this on for my kids. Um, we'd have to have a really good talk about bad and good and evil. I do appreciate that they went out of their way <laughs> to make the cast diversified. Um, there was an effort made there because I was just like, are they just going to make Aggie the bad person? I was like, mm, I'm track because she's black and that's just like a normal thing. But I also think it would have fit her personality more, but you know, it's whatever. Um, again, we've seen this story 
and once you've seen it once you can't unsee it <laughs> so <laughs> yeah it really was not that interesting um once I'm again about i thought it was yeah. gonna be really good i mean carrie washington is on the poster yeah. <laughs> who wouldn't think that it was gonna be good um yeah y'all fumbled the bag with this one um it's crazy because I I feel like this would have been a decent series. Uh, but yeah, it's a four for me. Um, oh, did I post our schedule in Discord? I don't think I did. I will be posting our schedule in Discord for the rest of November. So stick around once again. Happy Indigenous Heritage Month to our Indigenous brothers and sisters. We hope you have a peaceful and happy time. Um, don't forget to like, subscribe, follow. Come chat to us on Twitter. Comment it. Our TikTok at Comment Podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Until next time, I'm Tori. I'm Marin. I'm Mia. And I'm Decoria. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.